Hello, you've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world from, uh, well, wherever you are in the world, knowing that there's no cities, no capital cities that begin with the letter E in English, wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe, I'm the Lonely Diplomat and I run a website, thelonelydiplomat.com, which supports challenges, serves, and inspires diplomats and those living the diplomatic life as they reconnect with themselves and the world around them. I do this through this podcast, The Lonely Diplomat Podcast, and through my blog, uh, I have a book, The Lonely Diplomat, uh, Reconnecting with Yourself and the World Around You, which is available on Amazon in ebook and paperback form and through mentoring services available to you. Uh, if you become a, um, an ambassador level or a minister level uh, member of the Lonely Diplomat, um, and if you are a minister level, you can get my mentoring services, my wisdom, my, uh, the benefit of my lived experience, uh, insight, wisdom, uh, and research on matters around... Um, uh, around diplomats and diplomacy and things that affect issues that affect diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life gained from my two diplomatic postings gained from two other diplomatic postings where i have been the uh, significant other the accompanying spouse and basically living life uh, living my life while living the diplomatic life um, you can get me in my corner if you are a minister level um, member uh, once a once every three months, uh, we can have a phone call, uh, and if you are a an ambassador level, we can have a chat every month, one on one, where we can have a great mentoring chat about things that are affecting you as you lead your diplomatic life, as you lead the highs and lows of your diplomatic life, and um, uh, all about as you reconnect to yourself and to the world around you. This is episode 38 of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and this is the last in the current series of uh, 10 episodes of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, which I've been releasing every week um, uh, with a a break over the festive season um, for the last 10, 10 weeks. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take uh, some time uh, time away from producing this um, this this podcast. But I'm I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be here. Don't worry. I'm still here. You can still email me. I'm still going to be present on social media. Um, uh, so you can still reach out to me with any questions, comments uh, qu- uh, that you want me to help you with, um, and still here to. Um, uh, to, to answer your questions if you want me to cover them on the Lonely Diplomat podcast in the next series, which I intend to do in a few months' time. So this episode has uh, come about because one of you, my awesome global audience, uh, has shared with me your frustrations about needing, in your words, needing a life. I need a life. And this question goes to the topic or the issue. I guess of we can, we can um, summarize it as needing a work-life balance. And the question was, uh, or, or, or the statement was, um, I, uh, that was shared with me. 
um, was that I feel that I work all the time. And as a single woman, my needs for a life come second to my colleagues who have families. I um, want to say something really clearly. Obviously, I'm not a single woman. I will be coming at this from a perspective of, um, of me, my perspective, uh, my, my insight and wisdom. If um, I get this completely wrong or I miss something that's, that's glaringly obvious to others, please let me know. Um, but this, for me, does come down to a work, an issue of work-life balance. And work-life balance is a crock, <laughs> is a crock. And it's something that came up maybe sort of 10, not 10, like maybe 20 years ago. And it's it started as a good intention. Um, no doubt that, you know, once we leave the office or once we leave work, we leave work and then we can transition seamlessly into our home life and you know if if our days are wor- uh, 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 broken up into eight hour days we have an hour, eight hours of sleep eight hours of play eight hours of work of course it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that in so many um, occupations in the modern world least of all perhaps but specifically it doesn't happen in diplomacy it really doesn't so i contend that a work-life balance uh, and and statements of a work-life balance are a crock and they're actually code code for we will provide say our employing agencies perhaps cynically of me i admit but uh, our employing agencies say, yes, you know, we will allow, you know, we, we encourage you to have a work-life balance. But what's not said? What's not said in, in the providing of work mobile phones, of cell phones, work laptops, um, you know, the, the, the means to do work outside of work is that it is not a work-life balance. It is a work encroaching in life. Imbalance. And... Any kind of conversation about work-life balance sets us up for disappointment that comes from unmet expectations. So let's reframe it. Let's reframe it. Because, again, before we get to the reframing, when it comes to work-life balance, uh, me, as someone who, um, you know, works someone who is a dad someone who is a partner someone who is a human uh, who has needs within myself just like any other human Um, a work-life balance achieving a work-life balance it's not like seamlessly riding a bike it's like like walking a tightrope over the grand canyon and it's blowing a gale you never really if you do feel that balance it's fleeting it's fleeting and you're constantly feeling like you're teetering over the edge if you if you could see me on youtube you know that i'm i I, i'm i'm using my hands a lot for 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 balance um special hello if you are uh watching on on youtube um and you know another special hello if you're if you're listening through your favorite podcast provider but it's 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 
it's almost impossible to feel that balance for longer than it appears. It feels like at times a few minutes, right? And because within me, it feels like it's a constant exercise in remembering whose turn it is for me to disappoint. So is it my family's? Is it um, uh, is it work's turn to feel disappointed? Um, and if you're like me, um, and I'm going to say that many of you are because, um, because I know that I'm not alone. When it comes to like a work-life balance and trying to be, uh, to, to, to fit everything in in life and, you know, sometimes the overwhelming demands of work when they meet our, um, our familial or, or outside of work um, obligations that we can put ourselves last so work-life balance often just becomes like work and and family or work and and um, you know fitting everything in at the expense of ourselves, and that's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Every human being, diplomats included, whether you are single or in a relationship, whether you are young, whether you are old. Man, woman, gay, straight, children, no children, pets, no pets, plants or no plants. Every single human needs balance. So, audience member who, who shared with me her concerns uh, and, and her frustrations, you need balance. You know this. But I'm stating this very clearly, and I'm stating it for you, viewer and listener. You need balance. But here's the thing about balance. It's unique to you. It needs to be, what's as, balance is as individual as you are. Also, balance in your life is not given to you. It's not something that you can ask your HR department for. It's not something that you can ask your boss for. You create that balance because you create your life. And this is a self-evident truth, isn't it? Of course, like, you know, I'm sitting here and you're like, yep, Phil, got ya. Yep, yep, that's all wonderful. But here's the rub. Here's the rub when, it, when we're talking about balance. Balance in our lives, which we know is an absolute must. It's not a nice to have. It's not a rainy day thing. It's not something um, that, you know, we then get when other people have had, have had enough of their balance. Um, we have to create balance and we create that balance by having boundaries. Boundaries, I see this time and time and time again within myself, but in other conversations, coaching conversations that I have in other work that I do, um, as well as mentoring conversations. Boundaries are easy to create. Boundaries are horrendously hard to maintain. And particularly 
if you are a diplomat who is working in a small team, if you're working in a small team in an office, like on a, in a diplomatic mission, and it's like one or two people in your office, this balance might just be a pipe dream. I, I appreciate that. I understand that. Because you, you, you do you have to be constantly on. It's, 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 a, um, it's, it's a no-known going into those roles in many instances. Um, but regardless, regardless of your, 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 your current surroundings, your, your work um, uh, situation, where you are in the world and how many people are around you, the requirement is that you still need balance and that there always is a challenge in maintaining those boundaries. For people who are overachievers, people who are world's best people pleasers, because it's part of the job, like diplomats are, as high achieving and people-pleasing um, people, saying no, which is an absolute fundamental of maintaining boundaries, can be really difficult because we risk every time we say no, that that no becoming the issue that then dominates conversation rather than the issue that, that led to the no. So, again, the temptation is if we don't have those strong boundaries, if strong or clear boundaries, and clear as in articulated boundaries, then every time we say no, it risks feeling like, you know, we've, we've just ignited a powder keg. Um, or we feel bad within ourselves, or, you know, we, we fear the argument, we fear the justification of why, etc., etc. So... Boundaries, knowing that, you know, it's easy to create a boundary and but very difficult to maintain boundaries, those, the, the, the requirement to say yes at times and the requirement to say no at times according to your boundaries, according to, you know, a, a, a grown-up discussion with others uh, affected. Um, all of this becomes easier when you know your values. And I recall, I think it was episode, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago when we were talking, um, just let me have my notes here, um, about uh, should we do another posting? So episode 34 um, of the Lonely Diplomat podcast where we talked about should we do another posting? And I gave the answer, like know your values and then live your values. Because if you know your values and live your values, you're not going to make a wrong decision within yourself. You're going to make a decision that you won't regret in the future. You're going to make a decision that you know to be true for you. And because humans are wonderfully glorious creatures, including diplomats, us saying no, us saying yes according to our values is going to come... Um, uh, uh, is going to upset some people sometimes. You saying no means that other people can't do something that they want to do. And the risk is, what, the thing that we must avoid, is saying 
yes or no at the expense of ourselves because that has a very limited lifespan and we then get to the point where we absolutely need and we start to resent the people around us we we start to generate stories within ourselves about um you know being potentially being taken advantage of whether that's fact or fiction whatever it is whatever it is we need to maintain in in the maintaining of those boundaries we need to know our values and apply our values and live according to our values knowing that that can put us at odds with other people and their values at time to time but don't look now as a diplomat you are uh, in possession of some fantastic communication skills. You are in possession of some fantastic negotiation skills. And you know the power through previous episodes and previous content of the Lonely Diplomat podcast and blog, the power of kind and honest conversations. So you require to use some power, some, some kind and honest conversations. I know you know this. I know you know this, but the beauty of all the content that I do is that it can be um, that I that and 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 the help and the advice and the service that I provide it means that it can be um, applied through life in so many different circumstances. Once you know your values, you can then come up with you can then make your boundaries very clear. Because and I love this, I love this, and I want to end this episode with this in and indeed uh end the series with this thought we teach other people how to treat us so if we are constantly trying to people please other people will take advantage of that if we are constantly putting ourselves last in our hierarchy of of needs for one of a better term there that has a specific meaning but if we're constantly putting ourselves last, other people will put us last. And it's and, and then, you know, we can be surprised that, you know, other people aren't thinking of us. Other people presume responses. We teach, you teach, I teach other people how to treat us, how to treat you. I treat I teach other people how to treat me through the application of my boundaries. If you can work away of uh, doing that in, in the least disruptive way, in the way that people will like you and still think that you're awesome and you'll get promoted and not disappoint anyone and get a posting and showcase other opportunities to, of your awesomeness. And if you can do that in a way that, you know, makes everybody happy, let me know. I've yet to find it. I've yet to find it. However, in the application of my own boundaries, I can say that I'm far happier and the people around me and at, at, in workplace uh, and in, um, in life are far happier that I am me. All right, that's it for this episode. That's it for this series. It's been awesome to uh, share this time with you. Uh, and if you did get some uh, value, please um like, share, comment, subscribe to my work on Facebook, Instagram, um, here on, on YouTube or uh, through the service um, through which you're now listening. Uh, and please feel free to give me a high rating. That would actually really, really, really help. Um, let other diplomats and those living the diplomatic life know that they're not alone.
but by far the best recommendation is word of mouth so if you did get something from this if this or previous episodes really resonated with you tell a friend um, and uh, let them know that they're not alone as they live the highs and lows of their diplomatic life wherever they are in the world keep your questions coming in admin at thelonelydiplomat.com or send me a message slide into my dms whatever however the kids say just let me know um, and we'll have a chat and i am here um, to be in your corner either as a member or you can book a, um, a a single mentoring session with me all that on the lonelydiplomat.com and look for the for the links of join a member uh, uh, become a member really really clear thank you so much for spending this time with me um, and until we have another chat in a little while um, be awesomely and humanly you because the world really does need more you All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.